Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon. everyone and welcome back to the soft life with me candy washington so before we dive into today's episode which is all about what really happens when you step into your authenticity what are some of the hard truths about what happens when you become your authentic self but before we dive in be sure to like subscribe share rate review wherever you're listening or watching it really helps to grow the show it's a free way to support and it also helps other people find us as well you can grab our free self-love guide which is linked down below join us on patreon for bonuses and goodies check out our courses on self-love lifestyle design manifestation and don't forget to shop the self-life collection again everything is linked right down below So with that, let's dive right on in. So let's first talk about what is authenticity. It is a big buzzword in the wellness and self-care community, but what exactly is it? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I had it all wrong a few years ago. I thought I am going to be my authentic self, which means I'm above it all. I am so enlightened. I'm so healed that nothing bothers me. You know, I'm just so above it. I'm so authentic. And I quickly realized that wasn't it. That was actually being delusional. That was being in denial. That was numbing myself. That was not being authentic. Authenticity doesn't mean that nothing bothers you and you're so above it all. Authenticity means that you are tuned into who you are at your core, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to tolerate, what you don't want to tolerate, you know, what your attributes are, what your characteristics are, what your values are, you know, it's really just being authentic, real, true to who you are. That's what being authentic really means. Just being you. Sometimes it's the light, sometimes it's the dark, and we'll get into that, but it's just being you without living under the regard of will someone like me if I'm this way? Will someone choose me if I'm this way? Will I be good enough if I'm this way? Will I be lovable if I'm this way? It's just this is who I am and this is how I am and it is what it is. That's what authenticity is. Not in a negative or nasty or attitude way, of course, but in a very solid, grounded, I am who I am and that's enough type of way. But let's talk about some other attributes of authenticity. So one, of course, is self-discovery. You know, it begins with discovering yourself, who you are. You know, it involves exploring your values, your passions, your strengths, your weaknesses, and your personal preferences. You know, this process requires a lot of introspection and a willingness to understand yourself on that deeper level. So it's not just why do I, it's not just I like something, but why do I like it? Or I don't like this, but why don't I like it? You know, we can journal with this. We can meditate on this. You know, we can do a lot of different things to really turn inward to figure out not just this is who I am, but the why of who I am. Also, honesty and transparency, you know, be honest with yourself and also being honest with others. That's the transparency part. So when you're honest with yourself, 
that's that's being honest with who you are to you. Being transparent is when you're being honest with others about who you are, you know? So it, it involves acknowledging and accepting, you know, your strengths, your vulnerabilities. And then it also plays into communication about your thoughts and your feelings, right? So that's a big thing about being transparent. You know, let's talk about romantic relationships. Sometimes we think if I am honest about how I feel and I speak transparently to them about my feelings or what affects me or what I like and what I don't like, then maybe they won't like me or maybe they should just know or, you know, does this mean I'm high maintenance? Does this mean I'm being needy? We start to judge ourselves. And when we start to judge ourselves, we start to then edit ourselves down rather than showing up fully as we are. And then that leads us to not being transparent. So it doesn't mean that you are intentionally lying or deceiving someone. Usually it means you think that if I'm honest about what I want, if I'm honest about what I need, if I'm honest about what really hurts me, then somehow I'm going to be abandoned or I'm not going to be good enough or I'm going to be desperate. But that's not true. The right person won't see your transparency as desperation. They'll see it as authenticity. And as an opportunity to love you and, su- and to support you the way in which you need to be loved and supported. So it's also about consistency, right? So authentic people maintain consistency. That's why people say keep that same energy, <laughs> you know, be consistent across the board. Don't show up one way today and another way tomorrow. Like, of course, you can change your mind. You can evolve. You can grow, of course. But we, but what, but what we mean by this is be consistent, have integrity, you know, let your internal values reflect your external actions, you know, live in in alignment with yourself and with others. And then that way people can trust you. Because usually when you don't trust someone, it's because their words and their actions have been inconsistent and you don't know what you're going to get or when you're going to get it. So then you can't trust them. So you want to be a person who you say what you mean and you mean what you say and you do what you say you're going to do and your words and your actions are in alignment. Your values and your actions are in alignment. So then you can walk in an integrity and then you can be a trustworthy person, right? So that's really stepping into your authenticity. Also, it's individuality. So embrace your own uniqueness. Don't try to fit in. You know, um, Brene Brown said this so beautifully that the opposite of belonging is fitting in. And you wouldn't normally think that, but it's true. If you naturally belong somewhere, you belong there. But if you try to change and mold yourself, change who you uniquely are, who you authentically are to fit in somewhere, it means you don't actually belong, right? You're changing to fit in. I'm going to lose weight to fit in. I'm going to, you know, try and get this money to fit in. I'm going to get this hairstyle to fit in. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to fit in. Because if I fit in, then I think I will be accepted. Then I think I will belong. But the truth is you belong anywhere you want to belong, but you will belong there when you show up as who you are, your uniqueness, and look at who you are as your strength, not as something that needs to be fixed or changed or molded to fit into some cookie cutter idea. You know, express yourself as you as you truly feel. Embrace your true identity. And then you'll no longer seek places to fit in, but the places where you belong will find you. Okay. 
It also means having the courage to be vulnerable. So authenticity often requires the the courage to show your weaknesses, show where you're hurt, show where you have opportunities of growth, show where you are insecure. But of course, you always want to use your discernment because not everyone is safe to share your vulnerability with. So that's really the, the foundation of having the courage to be vulnerable is having the discernment to know who is safe to share my insecurity with, my weaknesses with, all of that. That's the first thing. But when you get to a place of being vulnerable, you embrace your genuine emotions. You're able to admit your mistakes. You aren't afraid of being imperfect. You know, you're not in fear of judgment. You know, vulnerability then becomes your superpower and your strength because it shows who you are authentically. And that even though you may have vulnerabilities, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It just means you're a human being and all human beings have vulnerabilities. But when you embrace them, when you honor them, when you are honest about them, you disempower anybody else to use them against you because you've already shown up fully and you've already owned it. So when you own your vulnerabilities and who you are, nobody has the power to then turn it around against you. Okay. Authenticity also gives you the freedom from external expectations. So if I am who I am, I like what I like, I don't like what I don't like, then I don't have to live my life and make my decisions based on anyone or anything outside of me, what I want, who I am, what are my desires, how do I want my life to look and feel, right? So you don't have to start doing things that's not, again, an integrity or an alignment with your true self. So if your family says you need to be married and have kids by this age, but you don't really want to be married and have kids by that age, then instead of thinking, I have to do what other people want me to do, you start living your life by your own internal compass, by your own authentic self, by what makes you happy. If people are like, oh, you need to look this way, you need to talk this way, you need to have this type of money, this type of house, this type of relationship, blah, 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 blah. You don't let those external expectations, whether they are family, society, friends, uh, social media, you know, whatever it is, even your own expectations that you've put upon yourself, but they're not actually in alignment with your authentic self. Because sometimes we put expectations on ourselves that we think are things that we want because we haven't taken the time to decipher, is this voice my true voice or is this the voice that I've been conditioned to believe is me, but it's not? You know, every thought you have in your mind isn't yours. Every belief you hold isn't yours. Every expectation in your life you have isn't yours. So doing that self-discovery work, you know, really tapping into your own intuition, into your own voice, into your own authenticity will give you the discernment to know, is this voice mine or is this a voice that was given to me that I no longer want to listen to? So it really frees you up from living your life based on other people, based on other voices and expectations that were never truly yourselves to begin with. You know, dating yourself, journaling really helps with this. 
you know, journal out, you know, if I was the boss of my life, my life would look like this. Because <laughs> the truth is you are the boss of your life. If I was the authority on me, this is what my life would look like, you know, and write that out. You know, where would you live? Who would you live with? What would you do? What would your life be if you were in charge? Because the truth is you are in charge. But we forget that. We think that our parents are in charge, our siblings are in charge, our spouse is in charge, society is in charge, Instagram, TikTok is in charge. No, you are in charge of you. So when you let all the outside influences go, what do you want your life to look and feel like? And then also authenticity brings you mindfulness and presence. So authentic living involves being present in the moment and mindful of your own thoughts and actions and interactions. It encourages you to engage fully in the experiences and relationships without pretense. So what that means is you're not bringing prejudgments or expectations to experiences and moments and relationships in your life, but you are present in it, you're mindful in it. And you're allowing ease and flow and um, flexibility with it. Things aren't so hard and fast and true and it has to be this way or no way or stringent. But you're like, no, I'm in the moment. I'm present. I'm breathing. I'm listening. I am here in this moment. And I allow my higher self to speak through me to show me what I need now. Rather than expecting an outcome, I let the outcome come. <laughs> right? So be present and mindful creates the space for your authentic voice, your higher self to show up fully in that moment and for something even more magical and bigger to happen. And of course, authenticity is all about personal growth. You know, it's that journey towards, you know, becoming your true self, you know, what you want, defining yourself. How do you want to contribute to the world? You know, what are your values, your beliefs, your goals? You know, what do you want you to be? You know, so again, it's all about that personal growth journey. So that's really what authenticity is. And after this really quick break, I'm going to give you three hard truths that I learned on my personal journey to becoming my authentic self. Ready to unlock your true potential and manifest the life of your dreams? Then I've got something super special just for you. Our mind-blowing self-love and manifestation courses. Picture this, a journey of self-discovery where you'll find a deep well of self-love and acceptance. Say goodbye to self-doubt and hello to unshakable confidence. Our courses are designed to help you embrace your worthiness and tap into the incredible power of self-love. But that's not all. We'll also dive deep into the transformative world of manifestations. You'll learn proven tools and techniques and strategies to align your thoughts, beliefs, and actions with your wildest dreams. So get ready to create the success, happiness, love, and abundance that you deserve. So what are you waiting for? Head over to candywashington.com backslash courses to get started. Again, that's candywashington.com backslash courses. All right. So our first hard truth that I personally had to learn when I became my authentic self is that you lose people 
but your relationships are stronger. So when I started to speak up for myself and create boundaries based on me, based on what I liked and what I didn't like, how I wanted to be treated, how I didn't want to be treated, you know, what felt good to me and what didn't feel good to me, it pissed people off because usually when you're not authentic, you're probably a people pleaser. You're probably, and this is talking from personal experience. I used to be very codependent and I used to be a people pleaser. All like that was just like my personality. Um, but when you aren't being your true self, you're not being your true self because you think that, you know, if I say, hey, what you said was really hurtful or, you know, what, actually I'd rather not go there tonight. Can we go here tonight? Or whatever it is, like whatever the case is, you think that if I show up as who I am, will I be too much? Will I be too loud? Will I be too difficult? Will I be too needy? Will I be this, that, and the third? You know, will people abandon me? Will people not think I'm good enough? Usually that's why we're not our authentic selves because we think that we're going to lose people. Well, the truth is you are. You are. You are going to lose people. But that's okay because the people that you lose are the people who were only in your life because of what you gave them, not because of of reciprocal relationship. So if the moment you start saying no to someone or the moment you start having a preference or the moment you start speaking up or showing up fully, someone doesn't like you anymore or someone puts you down or they want to judge you, oh, wow, you're being really selfish or wow, you're being, you know, really mean or whatever it is, all of those things are manipulation tactics to keep you falling in line. So of course, when you start making boundaries with people based on how you want to feel and how you want to be treated and protecting your own space and time and energy, people are going to be pissed because it no longer serves their agenda. So if someone wants to abandon you or leave you, no longer be friends with you or break up with you because you're showing up as who you are, then they never deserved you in the first place. Because all healthy relationships, you should be able to say, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. And from that place, learn how to compromise, not you always sacrificing or shrinking or just being a yes person because you think that's how you're going to get loved. You think that's how you're going to get chosen. But that's not true love and that's not true friendship. Because you deserve to have your needs met. You deserve to have your boundaries honored. You deserve to show up fully as you are. So yeah, you're going to lose people. But that doesn't mean that you're desperate or needy or too much or not lovable or not good enough. It just means you're finally creating the space to invite the right people in. The people that are going to love you and choose you and befriend you based on you and the people that are going to love you and choose you and befriend you and also give back to you. Because when I started being my authentic self, I lost friends. I lost family members. But the one person I did not lose was myself. And the people who were still there, 
our relationships were stronger. The people I allow in my life now, our relationships are stronger because they're meeting the, the real candy. And the real candy gives and the real candy takes. And then my the family members who are still my family members, they give and they take. My friends who are still my friends, they give and they take. My partner, he gives and he takes. So my relationships now are so much more fulfilling. They are so much more reciprocal. They are healthier because I have the peace of mind of knowing that this person chooses me for me. I'm not pretending. I'm not faking. I'm not, you know, cowering. Please pick me. Please let me be good enough for you. No, this is who I am. And there is so much joy and fulfillment in that. And then I have so much to give from an authentic place of giving, where I'm giving just to give, not I'm giving because I don't want you to leave me, because that's a negotiation, that's a transaction. And that just leaves you feeling bitter and resentful when that person doesn't realize they're in a transaction. And so they take without depositing back, right? So you will lose people. You will lose the people who benefited from you not having boundaries, from not respecting yourself, from pleasing them rather than honoring who you are. And that is okay. Mourn those losses. Cry over them if you have to. You know, it's not easy, but it is worth it. And the people who stay, those are the real ones. And the people who now come, those are the real ones. And I promise you those relationships will be so much more fulfilling. So yeah, you do lose people, but your relationships are stronger. They're more genuine and they're way more fulfilling. The second heart truth is embracing your shadow brings inner peace. So I used to have a really hard time with admitting to myself that I would be angry or I would feel disrespected or pissed off or any of those, you know, big, bad, big, bad emotions, right? You know, that we tell ourselves, you know, if you could see me, I'm doing air quotes because they're not big, bad emotions. They're just regular emotions that every human being has, right? But I was so afraid to be those things, you know, to admit I was hurt or pissed off or angry or disrespected or unhappy or something unpleasant happened. I was so afraid to embrace those, you know, or that I wanted or my pettiness, you know, I can be petty sometimes. I'm a human being. I can be on my pettiness, but I never wanted to embrace those things. But the more I started working on my authenticity and just being who I am and embracing my humanity, not being perfect, but being me, the more I realized I'm allowed to be angry. I'm allowed to be petty sometimes. You know, I'm allowed to say, you know, I feel some type of way or whatever it is. So embracing all of those parts of me that I used to think was bad or dark or not good brought me peace because I was no longer conflicted from how I felt to how I was telling myself I should feel. And anytime you're operating from a place of should, there will be inner conflict and turmoil. So when I let go of how should I feel and I started to embracing this is how I feel, I was able to find inner peace. 
I found peace in the anger. I found peace in being pissed off. I found peace in feeling hurt. I found peace in wanting to be petty. I found peace in every dark part of me. I found peace in it because I was no longer pushing against it. I embraced it and said, I am a human being. And as much as I want to feel joy, sometimes I'm going to feel sadness. As much as I want to feel happiness, sometimes I'm going to feel anger because I'm a human being. And the beautiful part of being a human being is that we get to experience the full spectrum of our emotional gamut. You know, there are so many shades and variations and feelings of emotions as a human being. And we get to experience all of them. But we use our emotional intelligence. We use our self-development. We use our discernment. We use our tools to not get consumed by them. So I can be angry in this moment. But that doesn't mean I allow myself to become an angry person. They're two different things. And the paradox is when I actually allow myself to be angry in the moment, that's what stops me from becoming angry. But when I numb my anger or deny my anger or dismiss my anger or, or resist my anger, that's when I become angry because that energy hasn't been transmuted or dissolved or worked through. It becomes stagnant and stale until it manifests or shows up in some other way. That's why you have so many people who lose their damn minds in while they're driving. Road rage. They will go off on a complete stranger because they forgot to put a blinker on. They're not mad at that stranger. They have all this pent-up energy, angry energy, pissed-off energy, disappointed energy, bitter energy, trauma energy, hurt energy that they never allowed themselves to feel and to process in a healthy way. And so at the slightest inconvenience, usually with a complete stranger that has really done nothing to you, they pop off because that energy needs to go somewhere. So when you allow yourself to be authentic and you allow yourself to feel your feelings authentically, that is how you help in a healthy way dissolve and transmute energy and cannot be created nor destroyed, but it can be transmuted. That's why you can go from being in an angry mood to being in a less angry mood, a less angry mood, a lighter mood, okay, a little bit more joyful mood. Your energy is your energy. It's just the transmutation of the energy, how you are experienced the energy. And the way you want to do that is through breath work, moving your body, screaming, crying, going for a run, breaking something, talking it out, taking a nap, just doing anything you need to do with the intentionality of, I am honoring how I feel and I'm going to use my tools to get back to a place that feels good. But I'm not going to push down or shut down or not pretend this is how I feel. Because the moment you allow yourself to be human and feel how you feel, that brings you peace. That's holding space for every part of you, all of the light and all of the shadow. Because that makes up who you are in your totality. So embracing your shadow actually brings peace. Because you're no longer internally conflicted. This is how I feel, but this is how I should feel. No, that doesn't feel good. Even saying it doesn't feel good. But just breathe through it. (sighs) This is how I feel and that is okay. 
this is how I feel and that is okay. Hold space for who you are and that will bring you peace every time. Okay. Number three, self-acceptance leads to self-confidence. So a part of being authentic and a part of something I had to do when I was becoming my authentic self was I had to accept myself for who I was, but also just where I was at. Just if this is my life, then that's okay. And what I have is enough. Not that I was particularly in a bad place, but I think in our society, we're always, not always, but sometimes we can be very ego-driven. So no matter where you're at or what you have, ego says, never enough, never enough, never enough. You know, well, you know, you have the apartment, then you need the condo, then you need the house, then you get married. Well, what about the kids? What about the raise? What about the car? What about the vacation house? What about this? What about that? What about blah, 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 blah. To the point where you forget to be grateful and present for what you do have. When it's you check a tick off the box, but then it's like, but what's next? You know, think about the award shows when they're talking to A-list actors who just won an Oscar. Their first question is, so what's your next project? Rather than like, can I just, you know... be happy with this? Or if somebody gets married, well, when are you having kids? Well, can we just enjoy being married? You know, somebody gets a new job. When are you going to get promoted? You know, it's just like more, 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 never enough, bigger, 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 bigger. So when you learn to just accept where you are, this doesn't mean you're complicit. This doesn't mean you don't still have goals that you want to accomplish. This doesn't mean you still don't make plans for the future. It just means that emotionally and energetically, you are at peace with who you are and where you are. And yes, the goals would be great, but they don't define your worthiness. They don't define your lovability. They don't define who you are as a person. They're just things to get if you want to get them. So when you accept, this is how I look. This is the money I have in my bank. This is my relationship status. This is my living situation. If those things aren't what you, quote, want them to be, that's okay. You can still accept them because, of yes, we're always going to have goals and all of that stuff. But when you can get to the place where you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. If this is as good as it gets, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm breathing. That is enough to be grateful for. If nothing else, I'm here. When you can get to that place of, I'm good, it is the most freeing place to be. It opens up every stuck avenue, every stuck energy, every stagnant friction you have. When you can just say, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm good, that frees you up so much. And then that gives you the confidence to actually go out and try different and new things. To go after that promotion that you want. To try something new. To open the business. To start a new hobby or whatever it is. Because you have that foundation of I'm good. And self-confidence is I'm confident enough in myself to know that if I try this and it works amazing. But if it doesn't work, 
I'm still okay. I'm still good. I can, you know, bounce back. It doesn't mean anything. If it doesn't work, it just means it didn't work. But I'm good. So when you accept yourself for who you are and where you are and what you have, and you just know, you know what? I'm good. I'm supported. I'm taken care of. You know, if this is what it is, it's what it is. And I'm good. I'm good. I have my goals, but you know what? Whatever. I'm good. That is such a powerful place in life. I'm good. This is who I am. I accept myself. It is what it is. My shadow, I accept it. My light, I accept it. My ups and my downs, I accept it. This is who I am. I'm good. That is the most powerful place to be. And that will give you unshakable confidence because then your self-worth and your self-esteem is not tied into anything outside of yourself. So then you can go start to take risks and start to take leaps and start to, you know, go after those goals and those things you have because that's just something you're doing because you want to do it, not because you need to do it in order to feel good or to be worthy or to be enough or to be lovable. So when you accept yourself for who you are and how you are, that is the foundation for unshakable confidence. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on authenticity and the three hard truths, but great truths that I learned when I stepped into being my authentic self. So as always, I want to leave with leverage gratitude and celebrate the small wins. Don't wait for something really big to happen before you start to celebrate and enjoy your life and embrace the journey. And leverage gratitude. Find things to appreciate. You know, either write them down or say them to yourself because the more things that you seek out to appreciate, the more things to appreciate will seek you out. So if you enjoyed this, be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and also rate and review. It really helps to grow the show and to have people find us as well. Don't forget to check out our courses on self-love, lifestyle design, and manifestation. Shop the Soft Life Collection. Everything is linked down below. And join us on Patreon for extra support and coaching. So with that, you guys, I love you, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye! Welcome to The Soft Life with me, Candy Washington, where we explore all things self-love, manifestations, and relationships with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. So be sure to subscribe, share, and join us on Patreon.